welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two friends keeping in touch through the power of books. And we keep in touch for our book club and we are currently reading The Machine Gunners by Robert Westall, which is a young adult World War II um, adventure with uh, children who end up doing things they probably shouldn't but I feel like everyone did back then so that's the the sort of gist of the story I'd say we're over well we're about three quarters of the way through now we've only got about 50 pages left so next time we speak to you we would have finished the book and what did you think of the 50 pages Claire that we just read yeah I enjoyed them you know his writing um it reminds me of Phil Earl's books quite a lot yeah I keep forgetting that this isn't a Phil Earl book yeah I keep thinking, oh yeah, Phil Earl, he's so good, it's so relatable. And then I think, oh, I wonder if Phil Earl read a lot of Robert Westall or mm. if this inspired him to write his books. Because as you say, there's such a correlation between the characters and the setting and how it plays out and, yeah. Yeah, so it does remind me, because obviously his books are about World War Two, and it's about children in World War Two, And yeah, it just has that kind of feel about it, which is quite nice, I think. Yeah, it's all going on, isn't it? They've taken in a lodger. A prisoner of war. <laughs> I feel like we can say it. I do, may I just say, when we spoke about two weeks ago on a podcast, I said, I don't know where this book is going. I don't know what sort of plot this book's going to have. Like, they stole the gun, but now what? And, yeah, I didn't see this this plot point happening no. at all. No, not at, at all. all. Um. And it's quite funny how they are reacting to him now because you, you you get the German sh- soldier's side of it and how he's looking at the kids and why are they being the way they are and he says they're not like normal children. The way they're acting, they're not like mm. normal children and they're quite a misfit of, of a, a group together, aren't they? And then you get the children's side of it, don't you? And uh, yeah, it's... I know he's a little bit worried about them waving the gun about, aren't they? He's not happy when Nicky's got the gun. Yeah, he's waving it about and it's like, if that goes off, that's going to like... Kill everyone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And Stan Little has come back on the scene again, hasn't he? Yes, he's the old teacher turned police cop who's trying to find this machine gun and we follow him through his investigation because the kids tried to use the gun, which ultimately is how they find the German guy. Crazy. (laughs) They try to use the gun, fails, stands them back on the case because this gun's gone off, and he almost finds them. He does, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how he doesn't find them. Like, he just gives up when he's so close. Because he's, yeah, he's looking from the... He's he's in some kind of tower, isn't he? Looking over at at where the, the garden is, and he actually sees, like... Well, it sees the shelter, really, doesn't he? And he's just... But kind of ignores yeah. it. Well, he goes there because... Really, doesn't he? I love that scene where you're following uh, the German soldier, Rudy, and he's in the yes. house, which is the Nichols' house, uh, which is Nicky's house that's been bombed. And then yes. he sees Stan, and Stan's investigating. Stan falls down a hole and kind of gives up at that point. But then the, the Rudy's like, yeah. oh, I think there's something at the bottom of that garden, and goes on to investigate. I just thought that was such a fun play of all of these characters being in the same spot at one time. Mm. But these 50 pages that we read were 
the focus was completely off the children. It was on the adults because throughout the whole book so far, we've been following Chaz and his gang. And this part of the book was about Stan and, and Rudy mainly. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And so the German soldier, uh, Rudy, is going to help them fix the machine Well, I know, I can't believe it. He turns out to be a machine gunner. Like, his main job in the war is to fix machine guns on planes. But he he doesn't want to fix the gun. Uh, So he's made a deal that he'll fix the gun if the kids can secure him a boat so he can escape the UK. And he thinks there's no way these guys can get a boat. But he hasn't met Chaz yeah. and the gang. <laughs> they can they <laughs> procure anything. <laughs> like, they found a machine gun and got they, it to work and built a base. Exactly, yeah. They built a base for it, you know, by telling lots of different stories. So they'll just wheedle their way through to a boat, probably. I don't know. I don't know quite how it's going to end. Will they help him escape? I mean... Will they get caught by Stan? Yeah. It's all going to, maybe it's going to have a, a massive like chase at the end or something to help the German escape. That, that's the crazy part of this book. The kids are helping a German soldier escape to go back to Germany, which would in turn make him fight them again. And it's weird that no one's had that thought. Yeah, but what's interesting is when you're listening to Rudy talking about Hitler Youth, he sees them as, you know, no good sort of children doing this job and you almost get the feeling that he doesn't want to fight in the war he's kind of been forced to do it and so he's not a bad guy he's just it's something that they have got to do otherwise he would have probably ended up getting killed if he didn't do it anyway yeah I mean that is how he paints the story you know this is a German soldier that doesn't want to be a soldier he's he is a citizen that's been dragged into it because he has no other choice, otherwise he himself will get killed. So he, he's already on the scene with kindness and not wanting to fight. And the way he talks about the British people, you know, he's like, oh, I could just give myself up, I'd have a cushy cushy cell, I'd have, you know, he's kind of happy to, to be there. But everyone he meets treats him with kindness. And I, I think that's, it's an interesting way that he's betrayed this in the book because usually it is, us against them but he's introduced this character and it doesn't feel that way it feels like everybody's on the same side even though rudy technically was in that plane that crashed that was shooting people and their houses and has no doubt he might have bombed nikki's house and killed his parents well exactly but he was doing a job he was doing what he was assigned to do and I don't know, it's a sad situation, I think, of war. It's quite a big concept to have in this children's book and uh, to have only explored it for 50 pages and you know the book's going to end soon. You're like, wow, it, how has he shoehorned this complex matter into something that's so accessible to read? Mm. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be reading We're going to be reading to the end of the book. We're going to be reading to the end of the book, Claire. And shall we announce what's, what's yes, going to happen? Yes, what, what is going to happen on next week's podcast. So we're talking here, this will be the podcast that we upload on the 11th of September. We spoke about an author at the beginning of this book, mm-hmm. didn't we? A Mr Keith Gray. 
who has been very inspired by this book. And he sent us a message saying he would like to join us on an episode where we are discussing the book. So he is going to come onto the podcast and discuss the final part of the book with us. He is. He's going to tell us what his his thoughts are of the machine gunners, how it inspired his writing, what projects he's got coming out. And we'll be asking him all those questions that you want to ask all authors about their creative process, publishing, you know, all those sorts of things. But if you do have a particular question you'd like to ask Keith Gray, just get in contact with us over on our Instagram. Either leave us a comment on the pictures that Claire posts or just send us a private message as well. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Really excited. We've not so done this since the be... library. Yeah. yeah. This used to be like our day job. We just interview like YA authors here, yeah. there and everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Just... <laughs> now we're back to it. So, uh, yeah. Anybody yeah. else out Very there? Very excited. The podcast? Just let us know. Yeah. You're always welcome. Uh, thank you, Keith Gray, as well, for agreeing to come on to the podcast. You're our first author. Our first author. Exciting. What have we been reading? What, what have you been reading so Well... Obviously, everyone knows, Claire, that we have signed away our reading lives by picking the biggest books we could possibly find to read. (laughs) So I'm still reading The Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon, which is high-end fantasy. We're talking dragons. We're talking um, East v. West. You know, there's this battle going on between what they believe they both have different religious ideas, but behind it all, this evil dragon called the Nameless One is coming back and it will destroy the world if maybe they don't make friends. We've also got nice dragons who also don't want this to happen and want to fight this thing that's going on. This book is 800 pages. It's a beast. It's not so, you know, usually that sort of book puts me off. But since we last spoke, I am 50% of the way through the book, which means I've read 400 pages Ooh, of this well book. Done. And it hasn't felt like a chore. And if anything, I've looked at the page count and gone, whoa, when did that happen? (laughs) I hadn't even noticed I've been reading for that long. It is amazing. Each character has got a depth to them. You want to fight for them. You want them to do well within the story. You want them to survive. And at the same time, you don't know what's around the next corner, what troubles are lying in wait. And at the moment, I'm in the part of the story where every main character has lost a battle that they've been in so nobody's winning at the moment so everybody's on their last legs and I'm like oh my gosh how how are they gonna survive this how are we gonna overcome this hurdle with the dragons and and the nameless one and yeah I just know that the big battle is on the horizon but I've I've read half the books I've still got another half left so we'll see anything could happen Oh, I'm pleased you still enjoy it. I'm loving halfway it. Halfway Absolutely loving it. That's great. I'm also listening to my audiobook, Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, and I've only got an hour left. I was listening to it today because I was hoping to finish it so I could review it on the podcast, and I absolutely love this book. It is such a fantastic book. The characters are so strong. It really gives you an insight into living through the 1950s, 1960s and the sexism that occurred then. And as I say, it runs parallels with today because you think, well, we've come so far, but actually 
you know there's still people out there that hold these views but it's a, it's a yeah. really really good book i've loved every second of it there's a character in it that's a dog and the dog is just amazing and every time the dog gets himself into some sort of trouble i just think please don't kill the dog <laughs> so far the dog is still alive <laughs> even though the dog's been oh, in loads good. of scrapes but um yeah the dog is still alive for now but i don't know how this book is going to end because as i say it's almost like a a snippet out of someone's life so how do you end that so i'm still reading firefly lane and i'm a little just a little bit over halfway so i've done quite a lot of reading because i'd only really just started reading this um when i was on the podcast last last time so this is Kristen hannah uh firefly lane and the two characters in it are kate and tully and I'm at the part where we are now in the 1990s. All the way through, they've always had this strong friendship. And Tully is very strong-minded. And she has wanted Kate with her all the way through on, on her like career path, which she wants to be like this reporter, this newscaster. this uh, and, and she is so career-driven. And she wants to take Kate with her. And Kate's all the way through been like scared of saying I don't want to do what you want to do and I, I you know I want to leave my own path sort of thing but she get she always gets ramroded into following what Tully's doing and Tully is out there you know being the celebrity type thing um, and she's also very beautiful and there's a, a male character in the book that Kate is in love with but he's kind of in love with Tully oh. but Tully's not is not in love with you know she hasn't got time for men you know she'll sleep with them and then you know go move on the next day sort of thing um so there's so there's that sort of relationship going on and they are all working in this small like newspaper and johnny is the person that they're both that kate is in love with which is the guy that sort of runs that paper and um yeah and it's moved on from that and Kate eventually did tell Johnny that she was in love with him and their relationship blossomed. But what she's got in the back of her mind is that he was in love with Tully. And then there's other things that happened. There's, there's, there was a baby and then the baby died and then, you know, and they end up getting married and then he goes off to this war-torn place and just reporting and something happens and there's all sorts of things happening but there's meant to be some kind of portrayal that's going to happen and I'm not sure quite what the portrayal is going to be but I do know that that Tully is so driven by her career and job I think there's going to be something where what I'm reading at the moment where um, her job comes before their friendship to do with her husband. Got so much drama is happening so, in this book. So yeah. yeah, there is a lot there is a lot going on. I love the way it goes, it's going through the different decades. I really like that. Then they talk about different fashions. And it sounds kind of woolly and lovey dovey and friendship, but it's not. It's really I quite it's very readable and you know, when I start reading it I can just like whip through the pages and I I really like it. The characters are good. The story's good. Yeah, it's all right. 
I, sh- I reckon I might get it finished by next week. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> it's all right. He's like saying all this praise. <laughs> it's a little bit, it, it is a bit chick flicky, but um, but good. Yeah, sometimes we all need like. a good chick flick, I find. Chick read. Yeah. On my travels, though, I did, you know, because we like a bit of Emily Barr, don't we? I've seen she has a new book out. Is that well, what you've she got? she may have a new book out, but oh. no, I haven't. Because I was walking uh, in Gothland and there's this little, there's this house that has books outside that they sell for like a pound and uh, spotted this one by Emily Barr, which is called Backpack. Oh. 2001. 2001. <laughs> yeah, 2001 this, com- this was first published. So she may have a new book out, but I'm going to be, this will be on my reading list at some point. So, What's Backpack about? <laughs> about a girl who goes travelling and she ends up in Vietnam and, and clearly there's a murder and, yeah, it's all, it's all going on. I should imagine there's drugs, alcohol and mad backpackers all involved in this. So, looks good. Ah, and her new it. book, which I saw in Waterstones, is called... This Summer's Secrets, which was published in June 2023, which is set in Cornwall. Oh, okay. Oh. So there you go. Yeah, because I was in Waterstones and I saw that and I was like, Emily Barr, weird that you had the same thought and we're also thinking of Emily Barr. Yeah, that is, that is bizarre, isn't it? We're so we're just like, I bet it was even on the same day. <laughs> I bet you were looking at Emily Barr's book and I was doing exactly the same. Just librarian senses. Was it on... Yeah, this was on a. This was on Monday. No, mine was on Wednesday. No, mine was on Tuesday. Actually, Claire, it was Tuesday because it was after the bank holiday. Oh, so I sent those vibes over to Emily from Monday. (laughs) (laughs) I look forward to that one. Maybe that should be our next foray. We should read an Emily Barr book together. Yeah. We got. Oh my goodness! We've got to think about I've that. I've got to think about that. What's our next I book? Know. I know. Yeah, you need to be telling me what it is I'm meant to be getting. But we do have a special podcast episode before our next book, so I've still got time. I've yes. got two weeks to think about. Yes, it. yes, yes. <laughs> if anybody has any recommendations, again, head over to our Instagram and let us know. <laughs> um. So that is it for today we'll be reading to the end of machine gunners and on next week's podcast we will be interviewing keith gray chatting to him as well about his thoughts on the book and giving you our review and like i said if you've got any questions for keith do pop over to our instagram at lounging with books leave us a comment or a private message and of course if you've got any book recommendations for us we'll happily look at them as well for our next book club book it is goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me (laughs) 